Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. On today's Underdog episode, we'll break down the teams we think are being undervalued and overlooked as we head into the divisional round. And we have a great guest joining us in a few, former NFL tight end Doran Dickerson. So stick around. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Divisional weekend is coming in hot and there's no better time to get in on the action. So download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. WinBet offers a ton of unique markets. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all details on these offers, download WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And like we always start the show off, let's bring in my dog, Lamb, Nick Deus. What's happening, dog? How you doing? And what do you got? I know you always got something for me. What do you got? Man, you know, uh, you know, I always like to surprise you and, and just throw you off for a loop. But how you doing, man? <laughs> I, I missed you last episode. Yeah, you know, life. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm being super vague. Life. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Look, it's it's the playoffs. We noticed division yep. around best weekend in football is what they say. And I want to ask you from a player perspective, a little fact or myth. Right. Like there are these narratives that get created by the public. And I want to ask you as a former player. So okay. is it hard to beat the same team twice? Yes. <laughs> OK. Does Absolutely. wearing no sleeves and bad weather send a message to the visiting team coming into your building? Yeah, it it uh it's comical actually. It's it's uh it's false confidence. That does absolutely nothing. And from one, I grew up in the cold, okay. And I grew up in the cold in Rhode Island. I went to Boston College. I got drafted to the Packers. Then I went to the Giants. That cold means nothing. The only reason why I wore sleeves in the cold is because I was the punt returner. <laughs> that's the that's the only reason why I wore sleeves. Otherwise. When I stopped returning punts, I wore sleeves actually the whole time. So it's funny you mentioned that because I'm going to save those questions because I'm going to bring Doran in here. And after we intro him, I want I want him to answer the same thing because he played on the East Coast. Uh, so that's going to be a good question. So without further ado, I'm excited to welcome this guest to the show. He's a six-year NFL veteran, NFL tight end, that is Doran Dickerson. Doran, welcome to the game, bro. How you doing, man? Guys, appreciate you having me. This is a uh, great banter already. You know, get me <laughs> getting me thinking back to, you know, growing up as a kid and watching Jerome Bettis. I'm from Pittsburgh. So watching Jerome Bettis and the Steelers back in the 90s and going out in the backyard and practicing not wearing sleeves. Um, Wait, that's you, something that we practice. No way. Your, your mom, not let, wearing your sleeves. parents let you at the house with no sleeves? I would have to sneak and put on, I would put on a sweatshirt <laughs> and I would sneak and take it off to practice and act like I was the Steelers. So that's something that is like, muscle memory to uh, us guys on the east coast and uh especially you guys that uh, grew up in cold weather so you know what you guys are saying i don't know if it really matters it doesn't really matter that's what's, that's what's so funny and the funny thing too about these cold games is i remember um yeah just like when teams would come play us in green bay in the cold they found out quickly that we didn't we didn't like that cold either man Sure. Like, sure. You <laughs> right. get you get adjusted to it and you you're prepared. Your body, you know, doesn't go into shock. But at the same time, it's it's, you know, 
it's still cold. And I was, it's funny. I was online uh, on Twitter looking at people showing all these these remedies to stay warm, like, you know, Vaseline and yep, they got this yep. stuff called warm skin. You could wear a, a scuba suit, but I'm like, guys, it's everyone's so focused on the body for me. <laughs> when my hands and my feet go, yes. like it's a wrap. Like yes. it does, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yes. There's little tricks. There's one little trick that I found out when I was in new England. Actually, you guys beat us in the Super Bowl in 2011. So sorry about that. Uh, sorry. I just want to, yeah, I just want to throw that in there real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was a trick that I learned in New England. Uh, if you took the surgical gloves that they use, oh, right, uh, yeah, you know, and and you tape them, and then you wear those underneath your gloves, it keeps your hands a little bit warmer. Now, see, so let, me, let me see your hand again. Let me see. Your, see, you got big. Me, I have these tiny, skinny uh, Renaissance fingers. Like my hands, <laughs> my hands are designed for cooking and playing instruments. It is not designed for for football. So and, and, and sipping great wine, from what I hear. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, I. I telling you i got i got a great hand so you are uh the direct development for the pittsburgh penguins on the lower hill red uh, redevelopment project uh can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so the, the pittsburgh penguins uh you know they built the civic arena which was the arena from the 60s until uh the 2000s and uh you know it, it caused some segregation in the city of pittsburgh uh back in the day and you know now we are trying to create more jobs we're trying to build a development area with a high rise with some hotels um just a you know an uh, all-inclusive type area where people can go before the games and then the residents of the hill district which is right above the uh development um we're creating jobs for the people of the hill district whether it's construction jobs whether it's retail you know all the the, the whole shebang so uh we're really trying to uh, uh put an imprint on the on the city of not just giving back but doing the right thing and it's been, you know, in the works for about 10 years, but now it's starting to come to fruition. And uh, it's exciting. We're, we broke ground about a couple months ago on the high rise at the mixed use building, about $270 million. So uh, it's exciting times for, you know, the city of Pittsburgh, the Penguins and the Hill District. And I also have been I also do uh, radio and TV here in Pittsburgh for okay. the Steelers in, the, in Pitt. So I've been doing that for about five years. How long? How, when did you get involved with this project? That's, I think that's super interesting, man. So I've been wanting to get in this industry right after I got done playing. Like I said, right when I got done playing, I, I uh, rolled into radio and TV. And then I was like, you know, I want to get into construction. So one of the big construction companies in the city, Mascaro Construction, I knew them very well. They're big pit supporters. They brought me underneath their wing. They showed me the ropes of you know what construction was. I was there for two years and I've always had a decent relationship with the Penguins and the brass that were there. And, uh, right. you know, they had we, and I was working on the project on the Mascaro side. And the Penguins were like, hey, you know what, just why don't you come and help us out and do it and you can do some media stuff. And it was just a really good opportunity for me and uh, the city and just really putting my name out there and doing some good things. So the construction industry is booming in Pittsburgh right now, and uh, I'm lucky to be a part of it. No, that's cool. And and, and, and to be home, you know, I think yeah, that's right. That's yep. super easy, man, and, and comfortable. All right. So on this show, I ask every single guest. So this show is called Ups as Underdogs, right? So we like to ask everyone, what is the moment in your career where you felt most like an underdog and then you overcame it? So I actually have two moments. One, you know, one's in uh, uh, NFL, one's in college. And the NFL one was my rookie year. We were playing the Colts. I got drafted by Houston. This was Arian Foster's uh, breakout season. It was the first game of the year. The Colts are with Peyton Manning. You know, they've been winning the division every single year. 
and we go out there and we thump them. I think Arian Foster had 200 plus yards uh, rushing. You know, we just played a really good football game and it really set off, uh, you know, our identity of the season. Right. I mean, we didn't end well. We didn't end the season well, but I feel that every year in the NFL, every team has to create an identity in who they are moving forward and, you know, just give them an opportunity to, to win games and be a successful team. So that created our identity, beating Peyton Manning that first game of the year. Uh, on that, uh, obviously, you know, primetime game and, uh, you know, going out there and setting the foundation of our team. But the, a real underdog story, and you can relate to this, Will, back in your Big East days, we played uh, West Virginia, and it was the backyard brawl. When the backyard brawl. I remember the old you know, one of that, yeah. This is my sophomore year, and, and West, we, we won about, like, four games that year. We were terrible. <laughs> and it was the last game of the season. And if West Virginia beat us, they were going to go to the national championship. They're number two in the country. And we ended up beating them 13-9 at West Virginia. We were total underdogs. I think the line was like 21 and a half points. Oh, we gosh. Ended up yeah. We ended up beating them 13-9 uh, to ruin their season. And uh, they obviously didn't go to the national championship. You ruined so, a lot of people's season with that game. A lot. There was grown, <laughs> men, crying, grown men crying in the stands. Uh I was getting batteries and quarters thrown at me. It was it was Oh, oh okay. No, pause right there. I am so <laughs> glad you said that because I tell people cuz it was in West Virginia, right? Yes. Yes, I'm telling you that place is by far the craziest place. You can you if you win, like good oh. luck. So <laughs> oh. Dude, our bus. So we beat West. Virginia. <laughs> I'm I'm obviously OG. We played West Virginia when they had Pac Man, Rasheed Marsh, and all them, and um, and Chris Henry. And we went into Morgantown and end up beating them. Um, and everyone was like blown away. And I remember they were throwing batteries. Our co <laughs> our coach got hit with a tomato sandwich. Uh, dude, it was dude. West Virginia is no joke. You are not coming out alive. They were like rocking our bus, dude. It was crazy. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. People were mooning us when we were driving in on the bus. I mean, it was insane. I was like, "Is this real?" Like, and you know, we're only like fifty minutes away. That's what I'm saying, from yeah, Morgantown. yeah, I was super close, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was. We couldn't even stay in Morgantown. We had to stay in a hotel the night before the game, like right outside of Pittsburgh and Washington, because if we'd have stayed at the hotel, something would have happened. Because that's how much. <laughs> That, that's how much that we hated each other at the time, but that was just an unbelievable experience to to beat a team that was that team, national championship. That's what's yep. up. All right, man. That, see, I, we can go all day with these stories, yeah. but it's uh, let's it's time for our segment called Top Dogs. This is where uh, we're going to highlight the underdogs of the divisional round that we feel are most in the value and have the best chance to win you some dough. So, Nick and Doran, we I think. I know we're going to talk about a few games, but I think these are – this might be the best slate of games I've seen in a long time in terms of, in terms of like, the matchups, right? I mean, I'll, I'll just list them, right? Bengals-Titans, I mean, outstanding. 49ers-Packers, another one that's just, like, a great matchup, outstanding, right? Rams-Bucks, I mean, you can't get more explosive than that. And then Bills-Chief, I mean, hello. I mean, all these, all these games – have like championship, you know, conference championship, like how can I say those energy, that like that type of energy there. So I'm excited to talk about all these games. So the first one we're gonna go off with, fellas, Bengals versus the Titans. Titans a favorite minus three and a half. Titans I would say probably is is the probably the most dangerous team because they they quietly got the number one seed. 
<laughs> they, they quietly got the despite having 91 different people losing their best players and, and still finding the way to, to get it done. And that's just an identity thing. And it's, it, it's funny because you look at, I was in a, a Cowboys Twitter space yesterday and you know, everyone's going off of like, man, so much talent, so much talent. And everyone's like, well, we see this every year. We got so much talent. I was like, no, this year you guys legit had like so much talent. So, like, what is it that, you know, made them get bumped out? And I'm like, it, it has to be a leadership thing. It has to be accountability thing. It has to be a, a mindset for them that to happen. And the reason I bring it up, because Tennessee, I mean, they don't even blink. And that's a huge credit to their coach. Um, but, yeah, before we get more into analysis, 63% of the tickets and 83% of the money are coming in on the Titans. People are afraid of the Titans, as you see, despite the, the Bengals being super explosive. Um, Nick, get into some uh, subplots and insights for us before we dissect this game more. Well, Will, I want to mention that you couldn't be more right about this weekend. Uh, we know it's always been coined as the best weekend in football, but this is a historical weekend, fellas, from this standpoint. If you take, Will, the combined spread of these four games, it is the lowest in divisional round history. So there's no double-digit favorite. The odds are very tight, and that's what you see in a lot of these games. And I think when it comes to the Titans, Will, I'm not someone that gets really worked up when it comes to awards, right? I always see different sides to things. Right. But, man, if Mike Vrabel isn't coach of the year, uh, that would be something that I think would irk me. Because I think this dude, he did such an amazing job. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry, the big three, only played five games together all season That's long. That's crazy. I think this conversation, Will, when you're talking about this game in particular, you need to think of the Titans as that team we saw in the beginning two months of the season. As a team that was 6-2, and two, and they were the top seed in the AFC prior to starting to lose some of these guys. So that's why I think this line is showing that Maybe people have forgotten just how good those Titans teams were. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this game, Darn? You know, I'm total opposite. I, I, I love the Bengals. You know, seeing them, you know, covering the Steelers, seeing them twice a year. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I mean, those guys are explosive. They're having fun. They can't miss right now. They're getting three points from the Titans I love the Bengals in this game. And you talk about coach of the year. I think Zach Taylor should be up there as well. He definitely uh, you know, is, done yeah. a great, you know, a great job from, you know, taking that program. They haven't won a playoff game in like 30 years. That was the first time they won in like since I was born. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just, it's insane that they, it took the Bengals organization and franchise that long to get, you know, a person at the quarterback spot that could lead them. And especially how young this team is. They are so young uh, of, of every facet of the game on both sides of the ball. I love the Bengals against the Titans. Don't know what Derrick Henry's going to do. Yeah, he's coming off an injury. He, uh, you know, still, what, eighth in rushing, you know, even though he missed. That's what's wild. Months. That's what's crazy. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. crazy. But Ryan Tannehill, I think he's the telling, telling part of the story. I don't – he's so streaky. You don't know which Ryan Tannehill you're going to get. They do have weapons, but – I just feel like the Bengals are on a, just a nice hot streak and they're going to continue to roll that and prove that they belong as one of the contenders in the uh, AFC for time to come. See, and that's the scary thing for betters is you look, you do look at the Cincy team and you're like, man, the, the swagger, them being explosive. I, I honestly, I think, I think Burrow is, you know, just, just based on 
perception. I don't know him, but just based on perception, he's like he's he's Brady 2.0. Um, just just his his energy, his style, his swagger, how everyone just revolves around him, and he's not he's like bring it. He embraces every single challenge. He doesn't mind carrying the load. But man, Tennessee loves that. They love that. That's the type of team they are, and and they they have the fu mindset. You know, like them in Buffalo had that mindset, like F everybody right now. Okay. And, and that's what, that's what's scary. Now this game, I feel like Bengals have to get out early on them. Like they have to get like an early two touchdown lead, you know, on them. But the beauty is Titans, they they have an all pro in Kevin Byard in the safety. And when you have an all pro back there, he's able to, get everyone organized and lined up where they're supposed to be. So you probably won't see many blown coverages. And then how will Mixon do? Will they be able to stop the run? And that's it's going to be huge for that. That's why this game is so hard to pick. Um, now, Will, Will, you know better than than anybody. It's all about the one-on-one matchup, right? You know, I mean, if you have, you know, the, the set of receivers for the Bengals that, I, you know, I just named Chase, Higgins, and Boyd, you know, one of those guys is going to get open at some point, right? I mean, Bayer can only do so much, but you got to win your man-to-man matchups, right? No, you you do. That's why it's going to be huge to, you know, you want to, number one, just make sure Mixon doesn't go off, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can shut down Mixon uh, with just, like, with base defense, you know, or, I mean, a sub-package and you're not really blitzing or having to play man, then that's going to help Tennessee a ton. But I will say... Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to work they're gonna have to work down the field. That is the Bengals, and then yeah, like you said on on the Titan side, we don't know what Derrick Henry does is gonna look like. But from that from so far though, it didn't really matter what he looked like because he wasn't even in there, and they still got it done. You know, so uh, what are some other insights you got for this game, Nick? Before we make our picks and move on to the next one, two things: the Bengals four and one as road underdogs this year, which is a tremendous record, and also Will, if you think that this is maybe the second coming of a uh, Tom Brady 2.0, Joe Cool, Joe Franchise. You might be getting in on the action early before the markets actually adjust to what the line should be for the Bengals, right? It's like if you bought into the Seahawks early on with Russell Wilson when they went on that Super Bowl run, there were dogs in a lot of those games. Those lines, they were getting a lot of value when they played the Niners at home you know, on the anniversary, actually, of the Richard Sherman, you know, sorry ass receiver like Crabtree quote that went viral. Right. So you're getting early to the party on Burrow if you feel the way you do about Cincinnati like Doran does, too. Mm. All right, fellas, I'll take it away. I like Cincy with the points, though. <laughs> I don't know if they'll win, but I like them to cover. Uh, that that three and a half. Doran, who you got? I got Cincy, definitely to cover, and I think that they're you know the, the biggest underdog in the playoff. I do. I mean, just their story and you know their their youth and you know where they're at as a, as a franchise and, and with Joe Burrow, I think that they're a big underdog and they're going to surprise a lot of people, if not this year, but definitely in the next few years because I know the Steelers are worried about them. So you want the them to year. cover? Or you got them winning outright. I got them winning outright and obviously cover. Okay. Man. <laughs> Fellas, I don't agree. Uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee. There's one thing that I think we need to mention about Tennessee also. I don't think, Will, I could recall our number one seed that's being more disrespected by the sports books. 
The Titans right now on WinBet are seven to one to win the Super Bowl as a number one seed, where if they win this game, the next game will be in Tennessee also. Just blindly from a, a value perspective and betting numbers, I think the Titans are being severely disrespected. I think that's going to play into the locker room. And I think Mike Vrabel, he's undefeated with extra time to prepare in his career. We got that wrinkle going in. I, I kind of see a comfortable two-touchdown win for the Titans. Oh, look at this guy. Wow. Wow. You even that mentioned it, sounds. Will, with, with Foreman looking a, a little bit like Derrick Henry in some of those runs in some of those games. He surpassed 100 yards rushing, too. Now, we obviously want the big dog to be in there if we're going to get the Titans to win this game. I mean, I should be speaking for me since you you fellas picked the Bengals, but I just think that this team is being disrespected. This is why you went and got Julio, right? He's going to be the healthiest. Let's see if we can get some Atlanta Falcons Julio to show up. I just like this spot here for the Titans. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, real quick, man, this uh, this mindset in the playoffs when you're rematching a team from earlier, what, what can you tell me about? What can you tell me about this? Because well, this is a common theme we're going to see over the next couple of games that we're going to break down. Yeah, well, it depends, like, you know, like how how far out, you know, the, the rematch was. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, and also, too, especially this year, a lot of things are different. You know, a lot of bodies have changed. A lot of, you know, obviously COVID changing a lot of things. And then, yeah, once you get into the tournament, um, it's – it is. It it literally is way way more intense. It, it it really is. And you can look back at the things where it's like, hey, we could have done this differently or whatever. You know, if it if you just played them like, you know, a few weeks ago, then I get it. But if you play them like early in September, a lot of things have changed. It really depends on, um, you know, that situation. Because then a lot of guys got healthy. A lot of guys' minds have changed. Maybe some guys have, you know improve their style of play from from there on out you know some players chemistries are better right now jimmy g is feeling great you know what i'm saying so and that goes right into our next game we got the niners and packers let's go niners versus the packers packers favorite minus six ticket and money count 54 percent of the tickets on the packers and even uh the money is pretty much dead even coming in on both teams uh the packers are the top dog in the nfc which is super cool and What's not super cool is the Niners, their top two defenders in Warner and Bosa, uh, both uh, got banged up pretty good in the game. Um, although Warner did, he did tweet, say, apologizing how he went down because he made everybody nervous. He grabbed his knee instantly. I thought it was a wrap for dude, man. Yep. Um, and yeah, and then um, right now the Packers are, are, su- are super healthy and that's kind of... That's huge uh, in this in this situation. You know, that's how I look at a lot of teams. I remember the going back to 2015 with the Panthers. The reason why they were so good, despite being super talented, is they were healthy. They had all their players. They, they didn't have really any major injuries. Uh, they were they were fully at full strength. And right now, that's what Green Bay is looking like. However, Nick, can you confirm? I don't think Aaron's beaten the Niners in the playoffs yet. No, so there was the one loss to the second-year Kaepernick, right? Well, it was the first year that he was starting when the Niners mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl. And then they lost to the Niners in the NFC title game two years ago 
where I think Jimmy G threw the ball seven times in that game. It was one of those weird games. But, yeah, he hasn't beaten the Niners, Will, in the playoffs. Doran, talk to us about this game. What do you what do you like? What do you like here? Uh, I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers. You know, I, I think that this is the biggest lock of the weekend. Aaron Rodgers is not going to let Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers beat him again. He's on a mission this year, and we don't even need to go into it. We know why he's on a mission. The whole, you know, deal with, you know, what's going on in our country right now and him, you know, being really lambasted by the media, guys not voting for him for, you know, MVP just off of his views. He is on a mission. You gave him a week off last week to, to rest up. He has a little toe uh, deal that he's been dealing with. He's going to rest up. He's going to be on fire and he's not going to let anybody get in his way except for maybe and we'll get to it the next round after the, <laughs> the 49ers. So I think that this is a lot. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is on a mission this year. And his team, uh, the guys that fill the positions, the Aaron Jones, the Dillons, you know, the running game, obviously Devontae Adams, they're going to step up. And the other role players are going to step up as well. And they're going to take care of business. Yeah, I think um, actually Aaron was my preseason MVP pick. And uh, he was my lock because – you know, he got pissed off. You know, he thought about retiring. He was, you know, thought about going somewhere else, thought about holding out, all these things. And I was like, all right, he's he's going to go off. And then, right, you mentioned, you know, the his, his views, his political views, and everyone – they keep saying stuff to him and he's just, he just sits back. He just sits back, has his tequila, goes out there and just wins. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I, I think, I think right now too, you look at this Packers team, um, they're, they are extremely close. And I want to say, I'm so curious to, to hear about a conversation that he and Tom Brady had when they were playing golf to go this off season, because the one thing you always heard about Aaron Rodgers is he's not personable. You know, he's different. He's a cow guy. You know, he's hard to get to know. He's hard to read and all that stuff. And all these, all these crazy narratives that people are assuming that, that don't know him. And I know you, you know, if you follow Brady, I'm sure everybody does. Brady's always posting pictures of his teammates. He's always tagging them and, and doing this and do that in his stories. And you didn't really see Aaron really do that. And this year, if you go to Aaron Rodgers' stories, he's always showing his teammates love, like always retweeting them, tagging them, doing all this. Like he's really um, embracing that, bringing my players together and and continue to show them love. And I think that has paid extreme dividends. It sounds crazy, but it, it has paid huge dividends because everyone is stepping up to to do their part. Um, to help this team win offensively and defensively. I mean, defensively, you know, Joe Barry came in and, you know, they already had the players, but, you know, I guess he just was able to simplify and energize them and they're, you know, top five defense. And, and that has been huge uh, for, for Green Bay uh, as well. So overall, man, I just feel like, you know, it's a, it's a tough, it's a, it's a situation where they should go ahead and win. But I will say this, this 49ers team has been there. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot, there's a ton of players on that team that they've been there. They walked this walk. They went to the playoffs. They, they, they beat the Packers. They went to the Super Bowl. So this isn't, this is a new from It's still familiar. So despite the talent and, and whatever, all that stuff I just said, 
if it's if the if the room is familiar to you and you're not afraid of the stage, then you know again that's what makes this matchup really good. So Nick, what do you got for us? Well, I just want to backtrack to what I said before. He hasn't beaten the Niners in the playoffs, but it's not twice he's lost. It's three times he's lost to the 49ers. And all three times, fellas, the games were played in San Francisco. Ha. Now it's going to be in Green Bay. Huh? They have the home field. Last year they had the home field. But, Will, no one knows this better than you. You played in Lambeau. They were not full capacity last year because of the COVID stuff. So now right. you're going to have what 75,000 cheeseheads over there probably obliterated off the beer night game Niners coming off a short week they played on Sunday now they play on Saturday Aaron Rodgers in his career off the bye 12 5 and 1 against the spread this year alone 7 and 1 against the spread in Lambeau uh when I first saw the line on this I felt just like Doran this is my favorite play of the weekend um and I think a very comfortable win for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I, I think that is too. Um, because one, the Green Bay secondary plays super aggressive. And if, if Warner and Bosa aren't there or even feeling somewhat off, that's going to be a problem. Because if you are not, if you don't get to Aaron, it's going to be an issue. And then once they get ahead, they got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Like, forget about it. So that's how I feel. I'm going to start with our guest. Who you got, Doran? Got to take the Packers. You know, given six. Um, you know, like I said, I feel like this is a lock. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. And, uh, you know, like, like Nick said, you know, they're at home for the first time against the 49ers, and, you know, in the playoffs. So Lambeau is going to be rocking. It's going to be chilly. It's going to be cold. They're going to be ready for it. I love the Packers giving six points to the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go there, too. I got Packers winning outright money line points, whatever it is. I got them the whole way. Nick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just a. Uh, Let's not waste no more time on this one. Packers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Let's get to the most difficult game, I think, and that is the Bills versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored minus one and a half uh, ticket and money account percentage. 60% of the tickets on the Chiefs, but 79% of the money are coming in on the Bills. Nick, talk to us about that right there. Well, this one is, it's a scenario where I think the public's always going to be on Kansas City, almost by default. They're the hot team over the last three, four years. Back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. In 2018, the first Mahomes breakout year when he wins MVP, they go all the way to the AFC title game. What does everybody do, Will, whenever they fall behind seven or ten points in gaming the Kansas City Chiefs? Because we've seen them down 10, down 14, down 24. Like, oh, they'll get going. Mahomes last week threw five touchdown passes in 10 minutes and 30 seconds of game time. Yeah, that was like, you, can't, you can't even do that in Madden. Dude is doing that against professional athletes. And I think what you see is the Bills have lost to them two straight times. Well, in, in the playoffs, they've lost to them. And I feel like Kansas City and Buffalo, for me, fellas, this is the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, whoever wins yeah, this game. Like the other the other teams in the AFC are, are, are lucky that these two are playing each other right now. Right. Because I feel like if they, you know, played somebody else, these two would have met up in a championship game. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
man, this game is, I'm excited for this game. I saw, I, um, actually, it's funny. I posted a picture and then I went on your story and I saw you post a picture of Stefan Diggs, uh, looking at the confetti, uh, when they lost to, to Kansas City. Uh, but this is going to be great, man, because Buffalo, Buffalo is designed to go toe to toe with the Chiefs and vice versa. Now, my only concern is, you know, if Josh gets going running the football, if Singletary gets going running the football, and if Buffalo has that the triple threat option to run throw or whatever it is, then that could be problematic. Because I am still I am still suspicious of KC secondary despite them, you know, stepping up and playing well. Um, so I, yeah, I, th- th- I'm just like fired up for this game. And then, yeah, just, you just look at, you look at Buffalo, man. And I said it all year. They, they no question had the best tandem at safety in Poirier and Hyde. And, and it showed right there with their, with their postseason accolades. And I think that's, that's going to be a huge deal. They're going to make so many plays because that ball is not going to get, is not going to go far. It shouldn't go far. Uh, because I mean, you saw what Micah Hyde did, who's, easily one of the most athletic dudes i i ever seen play football um but yeah i'm so i'm so torn what else do you like about this game doran well I, I, both teams are coming off of dominating wins i mean obviously kc against the steelers and then you know we watched buffalo just obliterate the the new england patriots and you know just kind of put bill belichick in, you know in his seat you never really seen a new england patriots team i mean even without tom brady Right. on defense and offense just get totally embarrassed. Um, so both of these teams are feeling pretty good right now, on offense at least. So I think it's going to come down, like you said, Will, to defense. It's going to come down to the back ends on each side. You know, which team is going to give up, you know, that big play is going to be really the team that's going to, you know, head into the AFC championship game. So the safeties have to play well. Um, you have to know, if you're Buffalo, you have to know where Travis Kelsey is at all times. I think that he is the really the – the vision of that offense. I know Mahomes is really, but Travis Kelsey dictates so many things because the way he gets open, the way he controls the mid-level, the high level on a field opens up Tyreek Hill, opens up Miko Harmon, opens up, you know, uh, Damian Williams and, and, and Gore and, and uh, Hilaire whenever he's uh, healthy. So you have to know where Travis Kelsey is if you're the Buffalo Bills. And if you're the Buffalo Bills, I, you know, their best running back is, is Josh Allen. I mean, he had, what, 90 yards last game rushing? So I think that they're going to try to exploit the Kansas City Chiefs by Josh Allen's legs. And uh, if he gets going running, it's going to be a long day. So it really is going to come down to the back ends of the defense. But uh, both teams are feeling pretty good. Both teams are coming off with dominating wins. And uh, this is going to be probably the most exciting game of the weekend. Yeah, what's been huge for, for KC is, you know, they got another – track star on the relay team and in the jerk mckinnon uh he came through right. yeah, McKin- yeah, yeah he came through huge for them and if right. if for him to do that i mean now it's really a problem you see hardman go crazy you seen pringle you seen tyreek you seen robinson you seen everybody go off and that's kind of like oh man like if they get going like that where everyone is is getting the ball because th- all those guys they're good at they're probably all the best at one thing, and it's, it's the yak. To get the ball, it's the, you know, they're able to take off on people, and it became a huge problem. Uh, they just got Pittsburgh up out of there. Um, but, yeah, man, it's this is a, a, a interesting game. Nick, what else do you like about this? Well, well, I think the one thing that I'm looking forward to the most is 
This is going to be the first time, I think, that the Bills defense is going to get tested on the outside without having Tredavious White. Because since he went down with the ACL, they've played the Jets, they've played the Falcons, they played the Patriots twice. You didn't really play no alpha like Tyreek Hill. And we know what he means to the Chiefs and how they get him going. And he's killed them in the past, too. I mean, that play he made last year in the AFC title game, he catches like a, a two-yard sort of like standstill and right. then just in his tracks just takes his 60 yards. I, I mean, I think this is going to be the first time that Buffalo's defense is going to see what Tredavious White's absence really means to this team. That, that's the one matchup, I think, in the entire playoff weekend that I'm most fascinated by. Now, I know this is what you will see carry over. You will see Pitts, you will see me, you will see Buffalo laying some dudes out. Okay. Huh. And if you want to do anything, especially to a finesse team, you got to hit them. You got to hit them. And, and man, I was watching that game against New England. And I mean, they were hitting them all the way to the last whistle. Like literally, like no, not exaggerating. It was, it was probably about two minutes left and I just heard helmets clicking on the sideline. I'm like, yo, these guys are still trying to lay these dudes out. And you're going to see that. Like, okay, if a guy catches the ball, you got to hit him and, and hit him tough. Especially, you know, I know Tyreek is tough because he's, he's strong and stocky, but you look at the other receivers like a, like a Hardman, you know, like a Robson, like a Pringle, um, like, those guys, those those aren't those aren't you know, swole dudes. You know what I'm saying. So you keep hitting, mm-hmm. keep hitting them every time Kelsey gets off the ball. You got to hit him, and then obviously find a way to get some pass rush on Mahomes and, and throw him off too. Because if if Mahomes does one of those crazy crossbody throws, you best believe Micah Hyde and Poirier can get there and, and find one of those. So it's going to be super, super, super interesting, man. Um, gosh. I, I got, <laughs> I got the Bucks and Chiefs in the Super Bowl, so I gotta pick the Chiefs here. <laughs> I can't, I can't be like, if I, okay, if I want to win some money, then yeah, then I'll probably pick Bills money line. But I'm gonna do that. How about that? Hey, well, Doran, one you thing, <laughs> one, one thing that uh, Doran mentioned before, how both of these teams are coming off dominating wins, right? Like they played nearly perfect games. I mean, Buffalo didn't do anything but score touchdowns on all their offensive possessions. But that's one thing that I'm so conflicted about this game because both teams are coming off monster performances, right? Right. Like, historically, this would be a spot, fellas, where if the Bills were coming off this monster game and they were playing, say, the Chiefs who won by a field goal and it looked ugly, then I would probably lean towards Kansas City. Right. Because it's hard for you to duplicate yet another dominating performance like that historically. However, having both of these teams coming in off monster wins and you got the history, the Stefan Diggs picture. Yeah, like they can't wait to go. cannot wait to go to Kansas City. This is what you wanted. This is what you asked for. You're not going to be able to go to a Super Bowl in the AFC unless you get through Mahomes. I'm leaning towards Kansas City, though, at home. I think they're being undervalued. Look, Mahomes has covered every single game at home that he has started and ended in the playoffs besides the first AFC title game against Brady. So to me, one and a half, I think that's almost free money that's being offered there. If I'm on the Chiefs, I'm taking the Chiefs at home. Doran? 
I think the Bills are due. You know, just thinking back to the 90s and all the losing Super Bowls. Oh, Jim Kelly. I mean, you know, that that city has been through enough. They finally have hope. You know, you ever seen Man of Steel? You know, the S on the chest means hope. I feel like that's Josh Allen to the the Bills Mafia. And, uh, you know, they're jumping through tables. They're lighting tables on fire. They're excited for their team. They're excited for this opportunity. They finally have a head coach that is legit in McDermott. I think the Bills are due, and they have a you know they have explosive football team. They have a great quarterback, so I I like the Bills here. I like the Bills money line. I like the Bills getting one and a half. They're due. It's time for the Bills to make just due and make it through the AFC Championship game, make it to the Super Bowl. I think the Bills have what it takes for this year to be uh, the team that their city expects them to be. Yeah, and I mean, and 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 speaking of motivated and inspired. Josh Allen's ticked off. No postseason accolades yep. for him. None. No Pro Bowl. No All Pro. Nothing. And he went off. <laughs> yes, he year. did. And he's he's playing he like did. it right now. So I like the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. All right. Chiefs. Okay. I like Two the Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. There we go. All right. Now into our final game. Rams at the Bucks. Minus two and a half. 55% of the tickets are on the Bucks, and 81% of the money is coming in on the Rams because they were so excited in, of that explosive game at home at SoFi. I will say this. The Rams are, despite their safeties, they are at full strength, especially at offense. They are healthy, and they got Cam Akers back. This is my problem here. This, this is why this game is funny to me. I can't. Sorry to cut you off. I've been so excited to hear you talk about this game <laughs> more than any because of, you know, I, I've been on the Rams all year. You've been on the Bucks. No, no. But here's this but here's guy what that you're talking about is back, though, because he was a big exactly. part of your decision. Yeah, right. So obviously the one who came back is Cam Akers. When when Stafford was first signed, I was like, oh, this is my Super Bowl pick. No question. They're going. Not just because I got Stafford, but because I had I had Cam Akers pegged for a fifteen hundred yard season. Cam Akers tore his Achilles, and I, early, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to the Bucks then. So I end up picking the Bucks before the season started as my team. And then all of a sudden, I see he's designated to return. I'm like, really? That's dude. That's an instant year once you tear your Achilles, and and then he came back and he looked absolutely outstanding. The, the other night like everything went well uh for them and it's so funny too i i laugh i look at this and i i put a tweet earlier today laughing like obj really cleared waivers and went to the rams like think about right. that he right. <laughs> he cleared waivers and went to the ram to the rams but that tells me right there it is it is crazy how much of like teams or the media can paint a picture for 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 teams to be afraid. And I spoke to teams before about like, hey, you know, what about OBJ? And and they're like, ah, we don't know, we don't know, you know, because all these GMs talk, all these coaches talk to each other, you know, like, what do you think? What do you think? Ah, is he gonna do this? I don't know, I don't know. And it's like, it, it's crazy. Even when the when when the Rams signed OBJ. OBJ Everyone was so afraid, like, is he going to mess up our team? Is he going to do this? Like, what team has he messed up? Let's be honest here. You know what I'm saying? 
the dude is the dude. Yeah, he's a passionate dude. But when you have a player who everyone in the locker room gets along with the dude for the most part, you know, obviously whatever he and Baker had. But everyone's on record saying like how much of a good teammate he is. And the dude doesn't get in trouble with the law. Like those are two things that I'm looking at right there where it's like, what's the problem? And then he goes to a place which he belongs. Like he, I put out another tweet. Like he belongs in like a big city. Okay, he belongs in the, he need, he belongs playing for either the Giants, the Dolphins, or the Rams. Like he belongs, or even the Chargers because of the same same field. He belongs in a big place like that for him to go off. And so it's just it's just it's wild to me. And and um you know if there's anything to be nervous about, it'll be Stafford. Stafford obviously calm, he calmed down. What I did like about Stafford, he was holding the football. Usually, you know, you're like quarterbacks, don't hold it, get rid of it. But he was making some reads, and he's like, ah, it's not there. I'm not going to get arrogant right here and try to fit the ball in there. I'll just take this L. So, yeah, this is interesting, man. Um, gosh, this is, <laughs> I'm a door, take it away. Cause just... I, you know, this, this is, I mean, but, you know, like you said, uh, Matt Stafford's been so streaky all year. I mean, one game I'll throw five touchdowns, another game I'll throw five touchdowns the other way and you know <laughs> I, I, it, the other way. I mean it, it's it's hard for me now I know you could do this well because you know it happened but it's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady um, always is you know it always is right and you know where he's at you're probably going to get Leonard Fournette back um, you know he, you know he's making guys like Scotty Miller and you know Perriman I mean you know guys that weren't even playing all year. He's going to make them look so good and, and, and make and raise the level of play around him. He always does that. So, I mean, the Rams are explosive. They're good on defense. Obviously, Aaron Donald's a force of nature, but I just can't bet against Tom Brady. Tom Brady is also on a mission, as he was last year, and I think that Tom Brady will meet our guy Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. So, can't bet against the Bucks. Can't bet against the, uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Yeah, and what's what's crazy about Tom is he 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 does what he likes to do. It reminds me of like when when Peyton went to uh, the the Broncos, right? He brought all his guys in terms of like strategic wise, and then created pretty much what he did in Indy, in Denver. Even looking at Tampa, um, you know, you look at what they had in New England for running backs, right? They had. Uh, like Garrett Blunt, James White, Sonny Michelle, like that nice little mix, you know. And then you look at it here, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard were like James White and Sonny Michelle. And then, you know, you get Fournette back who's like Garrett Blunt, you know what I'm saying, like that type of deal. And he's able to get those guys activated. And right. And he's, again, like I mentioned, I said Burrow had the Brady effect. This is the Brady effect. He's able to get receivers that you like, where did they come from? to show up, you know, especially too, as a receiver, <laughs> when you have a quarterback like that, like you, you're, you're going to do everything to not like mess that up. Right. Like right. period. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me be in the right spot. Let me listen to him. Especially too. If Tom Brady tells you something, you're like, of course I'm gonna listen to the guy because he, he's done it. You know what I'm saying? So I think, um, uh, that's a big deal. So, but I think I would say the, I think the best thing, for this for the situation is one the Rams I mean the Bucks will they're definitely gonna be able to stop the run so if the Rams could run 
this is going to be an advantage for the Rams. If the Rams can't run, it's going to be an advantage for the Bucks. Also, I think the Bucks should they should have Carlton Davis travel with OBJ. They should have Carlton Davis travel with OBJ, and they should play defense to defend Cooper Cup. Like multiple guys, you know that like coverage and defense maybe come a uh, safety come down and and just do that because I feel like Carton Davis he's like he is that's a dude okay like that like his mindset everything like he's a tough aggressive guy and I think he's someone that could possibly rattle OBJ like he would get in his face all day long whether it's you know not to the degree of I mean maybe to the degree of kind of like what Josh Norman got got you know obj irritated you know what i'm saying i would i would just you got obj travel we'll help you a little bit of courage here and then we'll play defense around cooper cup i think that's going to be the best thing for them and then you have to stop the run so nick talk to us about this game well one thing i want to mention will is you talked about this early in the show about when you played someone right these two teams linked up in week three these two teams don't look nothing like they did back then. At there all. was no Von Miller. There was no Odell. There was no Cam Akers. On the flip side, we don't know what the status is for Fournette. They'll likely to return. There's no Chris Godwin. Werfs left the game, came back in, gave up a sack, left the game again. Yes, their their Pro Bowl center, he got taken out the game too. Oh, the backup that went in, Wells for Werfs, he got hurt also. So this is shaping up to be something where the Chiefs experienced this in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, where all their linemen went down. If you're missing some of these linemen against Floyd, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, everyone knows how to get to Brady. You got to rush him, throw him off his game. I'd be a little concerned if I'm the Bucks, if I'm going in there a little hobbled. And it's not yeah. betting against Brady. It's betting against the hand that we're being dealt with some of these injuries. Nay, I mean, it, it, like you said, it's not betting against Brady, but if you're playing the, the 90s Bulls and Luke Longley and, and Tony Kukoc were out and Michael Jordan was playing, would you feel different about the game? I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. A little different, though, in basketball, though. No, don't you think? I love the concept. That's a good call. That's a good call. But no, but he, but, but I hear what he, I, no, but I hear what he's saying though. Like he's yeah. Brady will still be able to f- find a way to like strategize it and, and whatever commu- whatever communication it is, whatever adjustments it is, like still find a way because it's Brady. Now, mm-hmm. right? If it was if those guys were out and you had either Gabbard or Trask at quarterback, then you're like, oh damn, bro, like it's a yeah. problem. But Brady's still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He is. That's you know. Yeah. Well, you, did, you didn't answer the question. I know, Nick. No, nah, I don't. I don't think I would feel any different. But I also think that basketball is is such a star driven sport where that that guy alone on the court with four others can make it happen. And he also has Pippen and Rodman still out there too. You know, all, all he did though. He grades. went off with a bunch of guys who you know when he was a rookie they were all doing drugs and he was out there putting up fifty points. So he still got it done. Like you said, star driven sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, real quick, man, I got a question about DBs, right? Is is this the kind of game that maybe you look at Mike Evans, right? He's coming off a 100-yard game, and he's clearly the only wide receiver that teams will be game planning against this iteration of the Bucks. 
And it seems like Ramsey has been moved all over the field, right? He's been in the slot. He's been in uh, as like a safety sometimes, opposite sides on the field, that corner. Would this be the type of game where you kind of throw your scheme away in a, in a sense of like, you know what, Ramsey, this is why you're getting paid eight figures, nine figures. You're going to be on Evans throughout the whole game. Like, would you change up something like this in a scenario? Yeah, I would. I would definitely... Pretty much like I said about Carlton Davis and OBJ, I would do the same thing. I would put Ramsey on Mike Evans because anybody else, Mike Evans is going to eat. You know, I think this is a situation where I think, you know, Jalen could get in his face, in his mind, in his head, same situation, and then and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? So I would definitely do that and play defense everywhere else. Um, I definitely think that would be a smart thing. Um, for the Rams to do, but we'll see, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's actually really interesting. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a huge look at that. All Are right, you guys. Worried about Gronk at all? You weren't worried about Gronk at all? Um, I, yeah. I am worried about Gronk because you, one, you don't, even if you had your starters, those, those, those guys are tiny, you know, those safeties are small. And then you bring Eric Weddle in and Eric, he's just, you know, he just came in on, on third down sub situations and pretty much just played, you know, middle field robber uh, when he came in. And so, yeah, who knows? You know, um, it'd be interesting to see what kind of conditioning Eric is in, you know, for this time around. See if his rep count goes up, you know, before I would be like, hey, I think he would be in a great situation to to help nullify that. But the one thing that Eric Weddle does offer to this secondary is the the communication from a veteran's perspective. I think that's what people uh, fail to see. Even when when Sherman went to San Fran or when Sherman went to the Bucks, it wasn't so much you're going to get Sherman like to lock everybody down. He's not going to do that anymore. He's not. But the one thing he can do, he is another coach, um, and he's another coach who's actually on the field, and that's where Eric Weddle will be as well too. Now, I I would not be surprised if Eric got a pick because he's known for making plays. He's a six-time pro bowler. But at the same time, um, he's going to definitely help with the communication, you know, I think that was why Jalen Ramsey was super, super excited because he, he had a guy who back there who is extremely smart. Like Eric instantly is, you know, once he signed, he's instantly the smartest guy on the defensive side of the ball. You know, he's his, his mindset on the defense side of the ball is what Cooper cup is on the offensive side of the ball to them. So yeah, interesting game, man. So let's make our picks fellas. Doran, who you got? Uh, I gotta take the Bucks. Can't bet against Tom Brady. What do we say? What, what do we say? They're getting what three or giving three, right? Two and a half. Two and a two half. And a half. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the Bucks money line. Giving two and a half. They're gonna go in there, take care of business. It's gonna be Rogers Brady in the NFC Championship game. Can't wait for it. Like my my heart. Like I really want the Rams to go. I do. Like I I want them to do well. I want Stafford. I want OBJ. I want Ramsey. On all these dudes to like Cooper Cup had a obviously one of the best years for a receiver ever, or probably the best year for a receiver ever. But I can't go against the Bucks. I can't go against Brady. All Nick, good. Who, I'll Nick, do who it. Who you got? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> hey, look my 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 preseason Super Bowl. Is going up against your preseason Super Bowl, Will. I had Buffalo and the Rams. 
And I know I picked Kansas City in that last one. I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think this is a different Rams team. I like how they look. It's going to come down to Stafford. This is clearly the biggest game that he's ever played. And I think if he can keep the ball away from the Bucks, I think this iteration of the Rams with Cam Akers, I like the Rams to pull the upset. Gosh. You know what's funny? The Bucks, Brady's going to make this game so boring. 17-14. He's going to make this game so boring. And if the game becomes boring, then the Bucks are definitely going to win. Okay? So, I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. Gosh. And you know, All Doran, these- you, you say you can't bet against Brady. Uh Pull the curtain a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. My team takes care of business against them. So, like, to me, I'm not really afraid of that. So, I'm going to go. That's what that. I said to Will. He's not afraid of it yeah, either. I mean, he, a- did it, he did it himself physically I mean, that day. I mean, you can't, I, I know, you guys are the only two people I know that would flirt with betting against Brady. And that's all right. You guys are allowed. I don't bet against Brady unless I'm involved. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, let's go. But other than that. No way. No way. All right, this show is brought to you by WinBet. We've wrapped up the NFL regular season, so what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. Lamb, do you like anything on the WinBet app this week? I know you got something great. You had something great for me last week, and the Steelers ruined it. Oh, man. Damn your Steelers, Doran. Yeah. They couldn't cover that. What was it, 12 and a half? 12 and a half. And we had the early touchdown, Will, so it was really 19 and a half. We're feeling good. And then, of course, Mahomes goes absolutely bananas. But what do you got this week? Gosh. So we got some player props up early. For the Saturday game, I think with Derrick Henry coming back, the focus is going to be on stopping the running game. What about going over on Julio Jones' total yards, 38 and a half, and then A.J. Brown over 74 and a half? Look, I know Julio, it's been kind of a weird year for him, but his numbers grayed out to a wide receiver, too, in like a fantasy standpoint. I think this is why you brought him in. I think the passing game is going to surprise people for the Titans this week. So I'm going to take the over on both of the player props for A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. See, I'm, I'm listening to you this week. I got to get my player props going. I'm trying to win some dough here. You know, that's kind of crazy that you're just listening this week. But, you know, we could just move on with this one. What? They hit the other weeks? <laughs> Man, we've been on fire with these. Thanks, Lamb, for all the details on the offers <laughs> we mentioned earlier this week. <laughs> Download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change. Term and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, before you finish up, guys, it's time to make our picks for Underdog of the Week. This is the dog we think has the best shot to win outright against their opponent. Out the gate. I think the Bengals have the best chance to upset their team. That is mine. Doran, who you got? I'm, I'm right with you, Will. I think the Bengals are uh, you know, the underdog of the playoffs. I think they're going to take care of business and uh, go down to Nashville and take care of the Tennessee Titans. And get some hot chicken. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Nick? 
I'm going to go with the Rams. Like I mentioned before. I like it. Just clear. Yeah, we, we, to, we talked about it, so no need to reiterate too much. <laughs> All right. Finally, finally, we want to make our favorite pick of the week. This is the team out of any team playing this week that we think is the biggest lock to cover. Um, I think... I think I'm going to let Doran go first. I got to go with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, I said this earlier. I probably said this was my lock earlier in the yep. show, too. Um, I got to go with the Packers. I mean, they're given six points. Uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. You know, everything that he's gone through this year and before the season, he's going to go out there and take care of business. Love the Packers. Love them uh, heading to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, same for me. I like the Packers in this. Nick? Yeah, clean sweep, fellas. Uh, I think Green Bay is... Of all the games, I think this is the one that could be decided by two to three scores. I think everything else will come down to the wire. Yeah, as long as they stop Debo, they don't stop Debo. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. All right, let's quickly recap our picks. Uh, for me, I like the Bengals, Packers, Chiefs, Bucks. Bengals are my underdog, and my favorite are the Packers. Keep in mind, I like the Bengals to cover. I don't know if they're going to win, but I like them to cover. But also, they have my underdog pick. Uh, Lamb, who's yours? Titans, Packers, Chiefs, Rams. Rams also my underdog, and my favorite pick is Green Bay. And Doran has the Bengals, Packers, Bills, Bucks, his underdog, Bengals, and his favorite, the Packers. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will recap how Divisional Weekend went down and see how our picks turned out and if anybody has won some dough. And we'll see if Nick's player props worked out because i'm gonna play him and if they don't he's gonna if i lose he's gonna hear about it <laughs> all right so doran anything here you want to promote talk to us let us know and where can they find you on social oh you can find me on, on twitter and instagram at score and doran at c-o-r-i-n-d-o-r-i-n and uh no i appreciate you guys having me on the show and real quick before i go uh you guys know that it's less than a month away for valentine's day and will you are the wine connoisseur oh lord probably the biggest wine connoisseur in the country that i know of <laughs> so i need i need you to give me one of the better bottles of red red wine i can get for my significant other and us to celebrate valentine's day well i need to know what do you like and what's your budget <laughs> that's what i tell you let's told. say let's say cabernet under 250 Oh, under two fifty a cap. You know what's? You know what? I, it's it's pretty legit. So, uh, we, my wife and I, we took the kids to Paso a few years ago, and there's this uh, place called Dow, 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 um, and they're they have they're like really high in elevation. Like if you go to the vineyard, you can see all of Paso Robles. They have this wine called Soul of the Lion. It's a Bordeaux blend. I think it's about like 160, 170, I think. It's called Soul of the Lion. Um, you want to try to find a 16, 17, or maybe even an 18. Soul of the Lion. That one's legit. And then, Perfect. Yeah. And then if you can, there's another one called um, Double Diamond Wines. They actually, it's made from the Schrader family. Schrader, that bottle's like 400 bucks. And the same winemaker, his name is Thomas River Browns. He's probably, he probably produced the most 100-point wines in the past decade. And he also makes double diamond wines. And that one's like 90 bucks, something like that. Perfect. You're the man. Look at that. You put yeah, me on the yeah, spot. Look. And I had something. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah, hey, I was shocked. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, again, thanks, Noah, Nick. 
Will, appreciate you guys having me on the show. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You can find me at Will Blackman on all socials. Nick, where can they find you? Nick Day is 10 on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe. Throw us a rating and review and tell your friends. We will catch you next time. Peace out. Thank you.